1: Three, two, one, and we're live. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to Dish and Days, where we give you a full dish of this week's episodes of NBC's number one hit soap opera, Days of Our Lives. And we've been doing this now for the past six years. It is the sixth anniversary (laughs) of Dish and Days here, where we've been giving you a full dish of Days of Our Lives. I'm your host, Tony Moore, still six years later, and I am joined by my gaggle of gals. We have representing all lumberjacks of West Hollywood. Oh,
2: that's not what I wanted to do. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. What do lumberjacks do? Like I don't. That,
2: right.
1: Sure. Yeah. Chop the wood. Yes. Chop the wood. I was yes. doing something What's else. It? Michael Mattis, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> and of course we have Mr. Hey guys, Justin Harold. And of course the ever so lovely.
3: Mm -hmm. Hello, everyone. I'm Marcelli. Thank you for tuning in today.
1: Yay! It is Super Bowl Sunday, but guess what? There was a whole lot going down in Salem, and we said we still got to get on and give you all the tea of what happened. (laughs) Uh, If you haven't already, uh, make sure you like us on all social media platforms. We are Dishon Days on Facebook and Instagram and underscore Dishon Days on the Twitter. (laughs) The at is still and will always be Implied. Also, if you are a podcast listener, you can now hear Dish and Days on a podcast near you. So, whichever you get your podcast from, check and search to see if Dish and Days is on there. If it isn't, just let us know. We'll try to get it on. But you should be able to now listen to Dish and Days on a walk, on a hike, in a car, um, <laughs> or in, when you're just in a pool by yourself. That's it. <laughs> also, for more of your daytime fixes, make sure you go check out JLJ Media. Um, he has a, a General Hospital after show, Younger the Restless after show, uh, Bolder the Beautiful after show, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, for all of your daytime fixes, go check out JLJ Media on YouTube. That's JLJ Media on the YouTubes. All right. So we can Lower the music now. <laughs> All right. You're doing great, <laughs> Michael Mattis. Um, <laughs> <I try. laughs> what did we think of this week's episodes of Days? Good.
2: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Um.
3: Well, Susan's back. I'm happy about that.
2: Hmm? Susan was my was favorite good. part of the
4: week. Mm hmm. We got a lot of development. Like the pacing was really quick this week, which I like.
2: See, see, I thought the pacing was slow. i I, oh, yeah? like, especially Thursday and Friday, I feel like yeah. I was watching Thursday and Friday's episodes for five hours, but it was only oh, two. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. you know, but that was just Thursday and Friday. The rest of the week, I felt like, really? you know, we had some some prog- nice progression. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought there was great development in the storylines, uh, but it was like an info week, but it was good info. If yeah. that makes sense. Like yeah. it, it was I, like an I, info week plus. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, inf, info week plus. Um, definitely that. Um well let's break it all down. It is now time to start for the sixth year in a row. Oh, wow.
4: <laughs>
1: and set it and forget it. And later on in the show, we will be discussing uh, some of our most memorable moments on the show. Uh, so if you have any fun moments of Dish and Days that you would like to share, make sure you put them in the comment and we'll read them out loud. Don't put them down because we're going to do it towards the end of the show. All right, let's get into um, our very first uh, storyline. Which is um Eli, Lonnie, Dr. Rayner, <laughs> Vivian, Yvonne, and the babies. Um, I would first like to hear your thoughts on the storyline because I have mine. I I was
2: talking to the chat room before we started about how it feels a little disjointed to me that Yvonne was. The kind of mastermind mm-hmm. behind yeah. this whole thing and it mm-hmm. would make more sense if it was vivian and yvonne it would have made sense for vivian to be the mm-hmm. mastermind behind it mm-hmm. and yvonne just doing the grunt work but this was actually but vivian actually had no recollection of this and vivian is actually kind of you know new actress but as a character seems softer now and not as mm-hmm. um you know, malicious or vindictive as, as as she used to be from what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, but th- that's the part that I, I was like, oh, Yvonne did all this. And and the, the rationale behind it just was kind of like, I was kind of like, okay,
1: but I, I, I don't know. It, it,
2: it disjointed to me
1: was how it felt. I mean, that's yeah. how I felt too. Like I felt like, huh, what? Mm-hmm. Like that like, yeah. <laughs> didn't make any sense because when he brought the babies in, I thought, mm-hmm oh okay like yeah. this is vivian's master Mission plan accomplished, yeah. yeah but even vivian was like babies Who is like Who is you know how old i am like <laughs> i can't take care of any babies like <laughs> yeah. there's a diaper That's, change that. there's all this and i'm like vivian girl i'm with you like i don't understand yeah. why anyone would steal or kidnap babies because guess what you now have to take care of babies like That's you know they're not going to take care of themselves so i was just kind of like i don't quite understand what's happening yeah but now Same. i'm just kind of like where is this going exactly
4: yeah i for uh, me that, yeah. i thought it was an interesting twist having yvonne do it like we're saying mm-hmm. and then i want and then part of me was thinking maybe i don't not that they're trying to soften vivian but part of me thinks are they trying to sort of set this up so that she comes out not as not as damaged, maybe, and they're keeping her around for a little while, so it's not she's not coming back to town as like a kidnapper, and you know what I mean. Like they're trying to like soften her blow a little bit in her mm-hmm. connection with this. And if she, you know, if it can be blamed on Yvonne and she had nothing to do with it, then maybe mm-hmm. you know it sets up her character to maybe integrate with a few more people, or or it's not just we're gonna we're gonna arrest her and take her to jail, and that's all we see of her. Yeah.
3: yeah i'll say it was it was the first time in a long time that i've been genuinely surprised um yeah. you know you can usually see where okay. something's going uh, that genuinely surprised me um mm. because she's not above yeah. uh, thinking this up herself right. um but and it you know if ivan had planted the seed in her head and said oh but th- these are Lonnie's babies yeah she should she would have totally gone for that yeah so it was just kind of I was like, well, what was the point of keeping Well,
2: yeah, and it, no, it based on what Vivian did at Lonnie and Eli's wedding, it totally would have made sense for Vivian yeah. to like ha, get a, try to get another you know try to stick it to him again by yeah. taking their babies away mm-hmm. since they since Lonnie took Stefan away technically because she's yeah. the one that done shot him, even though it was kind of Vivian's fault but
3: so. Never. Yeah. I, liked, I like I uh, like Linda Dano in the role. She um she, I I think I think that was I think it was that pulled so much of my focus. I was really focused on her performance mm-hmm. that I kind of like the everything else kind of like blew back words. Mm-hmm. Um but I really like her in the role.
4: Yeah, I feel I feel like Linda was giving. And I love Linda. I've watched her for years on, on another soap opera and she just you don't know she's always plays these sort of fabulous characters. And I used to watch her on Another World and she kind of, she reminded her character on there sort of reminded me of a Kate type. And so she's always sort of been fabulous and and that sort of thing. But when I was watching her portrayal, I was sort of getting, I felt like she was giving us like 90s Vivian, who yes, can be vindictive and stuff, but outside of like with Victor and Carly, she wasn't really that much of a villain per se, outside of like her issues with, again, Carly and Kate really. Mm-hmm. um i felt like she was giving us like kooky vivian who's always been a little strange and a little off-kilter but fun so i felt like linda was giving us that as opposed to like you know when we poppin's version was a little mm-hmm. much and then we, you know we had louise forever but yeah i felt like when i was watching it i'm like she's kind of giving me like 90s vivian
1: Yeah, but I, but I felt like she was much better than Robin Strausser. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Like I felt like Linda Dano actually, how we, like I've always said, took the foundation of the character and now was playing it to her ability. Um, So I felt like, you know. Cause I, cause when there's a recast, I'll, I'm always like, well, what would the original person uh-huh. do? And sometimes I was like, yep, you know, that's how she would kind of approach that. I think Linda is missing just a little bit more kooky. Like, okay, but not, but not kooky in the way like Susan Banks kooky, but just that yeah. like, like feistiness like kind of more there's like
3: a, there's a tone.
2: I yeah. have an example. I have an example of this because I, I felt the same way about how, because when she was talking about, when Vivian was talking about like, you know, w- the stage in her life and what she could handle. And she was yes. talking about, I could go on a trip or maybe even have a fling. And I would, I could see like <laughs> Louise Sorrell being like, I could go on a trip or maybe, you know, have a fling, you know, she would put mm-hmm. a little more yeah. flair like to what more, she um, said. Um, kind yes, of. Yeah, yes, yes, right? yes, yes. exactly. And that, yeah. I think that was, has that was missing from from linda's performance but at the same time do we really want linda to just try to to be louise sorrel
5: no no or do no we no, want no. to allow
2: her to kind of play the character as she would play it but hands down like the robin strasser's version was just With robin strasser's cartoon version. Character. Yeah. was just was i feel like that was just robin strasser saying words and yeah. having a fake gun <laughs> that she gave a name yeah. to it was just like vivian she turned vivian into like this caricature like a cartoon uh-huh. character
1: and and it yeah, that was yeah. It, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the best of choices, but she had wonderful wigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a wig. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to give
3: in this storyline. I want to give. I can, I couldn't believe it when um Sal said this on Twitter that she asked the wardrobe department for a pooch.
4: Oh, I know. You know, what? I noticed that a little. Oh my god! Yeah.
3: So much praise to sal for that did choice notice
4: that a little bit yeah
3: because yeah you do not snap back after yeah. delivery especially <laughs> no. not with twins yeah. it takes months months for that thing to shrink
2: yeah and <laughs> yeah. so, so in soap or in soap world it's like they have a baby and then the next day it's like they've been doing p90x for uh, they're yeah. just like back to you know yeah yeah so yeah it's a it's a i don't remember that being done
3: so much yeah. praise for her to her for that decision because she yeah. even even just like her hair was not perfectly done her she's in you know she's in comfortable clothes she's like this is what a mother of newborns looks like yes. i mean she still looks wonderful uh, <laughs> but she looks like i like no i'm i'm working i'm i haven't slept well i have a pooch this is what a new mother's supposed to look like
1: I I definitely noticed that too. And I was just like, oh, makes sense because yeah. you wouldn't be back to, you know, you know, <laughs> the snatchization of the situation that quickly <laughs> uh-huh. after twins. So uh-huh. kudos to that. I I wasn't aware that that she asked for the asked for a pooch. I just saw it there and I was like, uh-huh. that makes sense. I was like, you know, but she's still working though. Like, I still wish she wasn't working as hard, but I get that she's trying to find her babies. But good Lord, like, I w- uh, there was a part of me that was and wasn't expecting the whole being locked in a room. Yeah. And, and yeah, and there was I a was, part and, of me and,
2: and, that, that's I like was disappointed in myself for not expecting that, actually. Right?
1: <laughs> but, but I was also kind of like, okay, y'all, it's two of y'all someone someone (laughs) has to go in and someone has to stay out so that way you know both of you aren't aren't in and you can signal the other one to come in if need be Mm -hmm. like that's what i was i I wish their cop instinct
0: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli
2: i guess aha in my dentist's office
1: had like kicked in, but what kicked in was just them being parents and being like, Exactly. here. Mm -hmm. And I, and Mm -hmm. to be honest, I believed Yvonne too, because I was like, oh, like, he's really, I was like, okay. But I was like, this is real, like, suspicious because everyone is just (laughs) going along with everything. Like even, even with Dr. Rayner, um, when she was standing there and she was like, this doesn't feel right. Um, something yeah. doesn't feel you know, and then she turned to leave and there was Eli. And yep. then she turned to leave and then there was Lonnie. And I was like, Yep, girl, everybody yep, yep, got you're that not going feeling.
5: Anywhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, and th- I, this and then the same feeling happened with Lonnie and Eli. It was like something just doesn't he's too calm about this whole thing. And then boom, they're locked in a room. I'm like, Well, girls, how are y'all gonna get out?
4: I was so frustrated, honestly, when mm-hmm. When he was coming up with this whole like she's the straw and everything and i was like um okay you guys are gonna buy that and then it was like let's we'll leave the um ammunition out in the hallway and i was like okay let's leave the gun, then. if you're not yeah. like, what are you gonna do with the gun? well i and guess then, you could you know well t was like i, I need your it. cell phones i was like come on guys you're not really falling for like what would the cell phone do like i didn't understand that but i felt like that was way too much like how was to tony's, point, to tony's to point to tony's point
2: to Tony's point, they weren't thinking as cops. They were thinking as parents. Yeah. And yes, I so think you, sometimes, you know, when parents and and your children's are, are are locked in a room, your your rash your common sense
4: thinking probably just goes out the door. Put really. Yvonne in a headlock and Lonnie, go get your kids. Like I, I was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> just could've beat him nice. just beat him down. Yeah, and knock him. Yvonne out and then go and get your kids. Uh, yeah. I do
2: feel like I do feel like Eli could have taken Yvonne by himself. Oh, Unless yeah. Yvonne,
1: Yeah, like what's going on? Yeah, so it was a little
4: frustrating. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think this is one of those storylines we're just gonna have to see, like how it all plays out. Um, I feel like there are more twists and turns, you know, that are up ahead. Um, You know, I'm with Vivian. Like, bitch, I'm too old to be raising twins. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 it was also the whole mindset of like, this is Jake, and yeah. um, and and stefan but oh, and she's her, like oh her this- little
2: her visions of like raising them and the caviar yeah. and the polo and i'm like this is a little this is weird but yeah but a, yeah i kind of tried to I go was, with it though
4: i was wondering i was like are they like hinting at something is this like a new is this like a storyline for Vivian? or is this like i don't know there was something something kind of interesting about it but something also kind of like this
3: is a woman who's had all. children who doesn't know what thing about actually raising children that's it <laughs> polo and ca- yeah, i'm yeah. sorry these children they it, it, it's it's having a hard time to keep them from they, eating play-doh they,
2: they want they want legos and chicken nuggets not yes. polo and
0: caviar
4: they are, yeah i mean
2: at my age i want you i mean yeah i was the, gonna say as an adult that's what, I, that's what i
1: want legos oh and
2: chicken tenders
1: yeah, exactly mm-hmm. um well i mean that's pretty much yeah. it for that storyline um mm-hmm. let's move right along to why is this not where it's oh i know why it's not where it's supposed to be because i'm doing always doing too much um jack doing jennifer <laughs> gwen uh laura abigail and chad uh so basically what we got this week was more insight <laughs> to um uh, what happened with uh tiffany gwen's mother
2: yeah um i think we, of the laura four of us start first. of the four of us i think Justin and I were the only were the one maybe Tony you were in when that whole thing when when Laura and Jack were at the Meadows and oh, then they yeah. came back and realized like oh shit, that's my mother-in-law oh that's yeah. my son-in-law yeah yeah um and and Jennifer was with Peter like I remember watching all of that play out um when it actually aired and it, it I, I really felt this was an interesting way to kind of rewrite yeah the history and definitely an interesting way to do the flashbacks, which I, I found I found it really kind of entertaining. It was kind of kooky and cheesy, mm-hmm. but at yeah. the same time, I was like, I was like, it's kind of brilliant because it's like each girl, each female character playing their mother.
4: I yeah, okay. I love the flashbacks. I yeah. when they popped up, I was just like, oh, that's because when they were like, oh, we you could see that they were flashing back to some, and part mm-hmm. of me was like, are they going to flash back to Missy Reeves doing it? And no, they can't.
1: Yeah. Wait. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they they no. I mean they can't because Missy Missy isn't there. So like they no, can't no, fly to Missy. But I was saying in this vein of how we get um
4: yeah, with yeah. the name, the other Abby, uh, forgetting her name, uh, Kate. Kate. Remember how mm-hmm. we see her picture sometimes, and we make a joke about that.
1: Yeah, I went they did the
4: flashback,
1: we saw that picture one time. Yeah, and we That's all so we all went cuckoo. But like that was the only time that they. Yeah, did
4: but I yeah. thought they were going to do something like that and make mm-hmm. it fun. That's what I was expecting. Like, oh, we're going to get an actual see an actual flashback, and it's going to be Missy, and we're just supposed to going to go with it. Yeah, but yeah. I actually really enjoyed. Especially shout out to Katie. I thought she. Her impression of Laura was like spot on. I that thought was, ooh, it was so I, funny.
2: I mean, Katie did well, but I really enjoyed Emily O'Brien. Yes, as, as oh, Mama, Mama yeah. Rice check. Yeah. I thought oh she was hysterical.
3: God, yeah. it was it was not only hysterical; it was just like you. Oh, you really see where Gwen got it mm-hmm. from. That woman yeah. was yeah. awful.
1: Yeah, and see, so here's the thing because I was talking to uh, former co-host and Chocolate Twin uh, James Lott Jr. yesterday. <laughs> And I was, and James can attest to this, I actually got a little heated because I liked the flashback so much. And oh, I yeah. thought it was a great way to show the flashback without just Laura sitting there and yeah. explaining, explaining what happened. it. Yeah, exactly.
2: We yeah. got, we got a reenactment instead of just yeah. like yeah. a retelling. Yeah, and, instead
1: of just a story. I thought it was, it was a great um showcase of these three brilliant actresses and what they can do. I 100% believed Katie as Laura. 100% believe Marcy as Gen- as a young Jennifer cuz even even Marcy's like the way that she spoke was very much how Missy, Reeves Missy yeah spoke this back then. Great. And then when the door opened and Gwen was playing Tiffany with her American accent, (laughs) like and you could tell she was just this like hard character. Like I'm the waitress from Chicago. Like Mm -hmm. I saw him on TV. I know he got money. He got this eight year old. I come to collect, I'm broke. You know, like I felt all of that. And while I was talking to James, I was also seeing that fans did not like it. Really and yeah and and James also yes James you're in the chat room I'm putting you on glass. <laughs> James didn't like the flashback either
0: and oh, I was okay. just like
1: sometimes soaps are a little cheesy and sometimes yeah. they like to be a little tongue in cheek that was the tongue in cheek moment of yeah. like someone in the writing room being like. Well, it'll be interesting to do a flashback, but how do we do the flashback? Because Mm -hmm. if they actually, for some reason, had that scene, they couldn't do it because um, Missy isn't there. And it's like, well, how can we present it? Well, let's make them Yeah. You know the, the characters and and treat it like a flashback, and we'll do the best we can with the styling and everything like yeah. that of, of these of these characters.
2: I mean, and, and there it, could have been there was the alternate the the alternative way they could have done flashbacks instead of just having the retelling was actually you know make up Jamie Lynn Bauer to look younger, have Katie play uh, Jennifer, or, and then have another or, actress play uh, uh, the mom, Tiffany. Um, yeah, when yeah. Uh, Tiffany. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But, th- but this was just lost. a very creative way. This was just a creative way, a more creative way, more yeah. creative and more entertaining way to, yeah. to do it. You, you know, know what's
3: horrifying not- though, that I realized during that scene when I was horrified was, and it was just my prime verification, that this, like the 90s were actually 25 years ago now worth the, and that Don't like the 90s me. are considered vintage yeah. now. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> how, how did yeah. that happen?
4: Yeah, okay, well, the, one, but- the one little, <laughs> critique i had though is the fashion was a little off for some of it it was a little too 80s some of the fashion i was like oh that's not really 90s it was a weird
3: amalgamation of the 80s and then like like that
4: that early 90s 90s. where it was like
2: kind of it wasn't full-on 80s but it was like 80s redux yeah look back at clips from that time like, I didn't realize it at the time watching it, of course, because that was just what was current. But when you look back and you're like, yeah, the hair was bigger. The oh, shoulder yeah. pads were still making, yeah. making appearances. Yeah. So I, I, felt it, I felt it was pretty, pretty accurate for what time mm-hmm. it yeah. was supposed to be. My reality check about time was when I found out today that it was 30 years ago that Whitney sang the Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I remember it like it was yesterday, sitting at my TV, watching it live
1: well here's another <laughs> now con- i'm like well
2: i feel a little down
1: well here's another concept of time uh the TikTok video of them asking someone trying to purchase alcohol and they're asking for the person's id and they're like oh do you need me to take it out for you and the cashier goes oh no i can see the one from here
3: <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> so think about that oh my- And it, and if you don't catch that think of the year that we're in right now And that, and the simple fact that, like, you don't have to pay attention to people with a one, a nineteen, basically Mm -hmm. for their for their birthday birth year. You got to look at the people who start with two zero. Yeah.
3: Okay. (laughs) All right. Funny. We're all (laughs) old. My Mm nieces are officially calling me Mm -mm. old. Let's Um, move forward.
1: (laughs) But um, but I I thoroughly enjoyed the 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 flashback. I because and I'm also a very visual person, so like yeah. to have that, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought the way that they portrayed each character was great. Um and and when they when they were sitting as themselves, you know, uh Katie as Jennifer, uh Marcy as Abigail, Jamie as um Laura. I looked at I think there was a shot of of Laura and then it went to Jennifer and I was like I actually believe that yeah. they're actually could be related. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More so than than Missy and and Jane. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like this all, you well. know, is working very well, but you know, again, it was it was just nice. Again, another kudos to to Ron and the writers for tying in history yeah. to mm-hmm. to going back to that time of of when Laura and Jack slept together and how the tensions were. Yep. Around yeah. then, which in Laura's mind justified what she did, because it was almost like there was this situation that was really shaky with their with Jack and Jennifer's relationship, mm-hmm. and now there's something else. And the last thing they need is this other person yeah. coming in and rocking the boat. So Laura was like, "I'm just going to take care of it." And so yeah. it just kind it, of justified everything.
2: Her yeah, it eased yeah. her guilt a little bit about the the situation that she felt she created with with Jack yeah. and. Jennifer. So yeah, it, w- it was it wasn't just a, a history. It wasn't really a history rewrite because no. they just they just added an element added. that we didn't know. And yeah. here's I don't know another, if there's a name for
3: that. But. And here's another reach back into history that further justifies reach. it. they haven't brought this up. I think they're going to. Um, I hope they do. Um, let's go back maybe one year before these these events supposedly happened. What was going on with Laura at that time? Well, Laura had reappeared on the canvas. This was when, when Jamie Bauer started in the role, or when uh, what, am I getting her name right yet? Yeah,
1: you have she first started yeah, the role. Yeah.
3: And what happened? What happened around that time? Kate was on the canvas, and the truth about yeah. Lucas. <laughs>
4: yep, I thought about
3: that. Yeah. out. That was fresh. That had mm-hmm. just happened. Mm -hmm. when these events happened Mm -hmm. so let's go so when jack is asking laura how the heck could you do this how could you do this well this is because laura had already had just been through this herself Mm -hmm. she never real she never felt guilty for exposing that truth Mm -hmm. um she and she's consistently i don't think she's ever really even acknowledged lucas yeah that's a yeah. she has
4: been a pet peeve of mine throughout the years.
3: She is uh, like, that is a, she like, she has consistently hated Kate throughout the years. And she's passed, she passed. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, void, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
3: I hate on to Jennifer, um, to the point where you know with like a few weeks back remember uh we were talking about how like Je- jennifer or like kate had to like set her straight like uh-uh these were uh, i was not the only problem the, yeah, your parents had a bunch of other stuff going like on think, yeah. i was not the only issue and mm-hmm. so uh, but l- that has never been the case for laura laura has always blamed kate and yeah. so of course she sees tiffany coming up as you know almost like uh, Maybe a history repeating itself. She doesn't care about that child because she didn't care about Lucas.
4: Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to go ahead.
4: I have to say. Um. I yeah. Like I said before. I. I'm not always the biggest fan of like long lost children storylines coming back. Um, but I have to say I have to give credit to Ron, the writers, the way they seamlessly incorporated it. And a lot of times when they do these stories, they have to like retcon some details to make it all fit. But this one I felt like was the scene was incredibly seamless. They tied it into Jack with Jack and Jim, Jack and Laura's history. They brought up Peter, which they hardly ever do sometimes. They brought up, yeah, they just it I was really actually impressed by it by the way they yeah. could have weaved in and how this could be done, and because I was worried about that. And then when Laura was sort of she was sitting there on that couch looking sort of pained and guilty. I was like, oh god, is she the secretary or the secretary? Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm I'm rolling with it. I like it. Part of me wishes I thought that it would have been someone more like a Harper or an, an Angelica to do something like this, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm they're making me go with it that it was Laura who would do something like this.
2: Yeah. What I also saw is that they're, they're starting to to pave the way for some some sympathy for Gwen. Mm-hmm. Like she may not be like, the, like, yeah, she's doing things that she's not supposed to, but given what she went through in her childhood, they're kind of like starting to maybe understand a little bit more. And maybe this is going to start like a new chapter for that character where Other than Abigail and Chad, maybe she won't be seen as such. They may understand her more now and and why she did not that she should have done it, but maybe the rationale behind it, that she's not just, you know, she's doing this to cause trouble. She's doing it because she's damaged. And the reason she's damaged is because of what Laura did.
1: So uh, in the chat room, uh, Patrick TV just said, um, Ron loves to ruin super couples and it's kind of like maybe, ruin
5: them,
2: he though. needs it, to give them, he doesn't like to ruin them he likes to give them context. stuff well yeah because
1: like because once you get them together everything can't be hunky dory somebody mm-hmm. has to like something has to happen with them that keeps breaking them apart and pulling them back together and breaking them apart and pulling them back together unless you guys are going to get bored with the show like you know that's why you know Jack and John,
3: Jen have never had like hunky dory time
1: but I don't think he, he may not <laughs> be briefly. talking about Jack and Jennifer. He might be talking about Chad and Abigail. Um, are they because, are they
3: a super couple stars yet though?
1: I mean I don't know. I mean listen the the fandom for the like, Chavy fans they
3: are.
1: I mean yes, so maybe to them I don't know. But when it just comes to couples, it's like it's like there there has to be there has to be some conflict in Salem, or we'll be tuning in to seeing John and Marlena cuddled up watching a movie, and like you know everything else is just fine. And I have to say, I'm glad that this isn't yeah.
4: an interloper storyline. I yeah. get sick of those. I'm glad mm-hmm. that if it's going to have conflict, this to me is a conflict that I'm interested in, that mm-hmm. it isn't yeah. a, an interloper storyline or, yeah. And yeah, let's go just- for
3: the sorry let's let's just stay for the record that if we're referring to like the super couple of jack and jen this is not ruining them jennifer is 100 percent on jack's side right now they got through that kate dalliance she's on his side i think she's even more on his side now now that she realizes what her mother, that she Her couldn't mother, even yeah, look yeah. at yeah. Laura. She was so yeah. furious.
1: Um, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen has uh, the same question I used to have: What was Gwen's connection to Stefano? She spoke to his portrait for weeks. Well, Stephen, uh, one, <laughs> I, I don't think there, there is a connection that we know of, but. Go to our interview with Emily O'Brien, yes, and uh, yeah. she talked. She talks about that because we asked her about that. So, um, so go check that out on our YouTube channel. <laughs>
0: um, but,
1: um, but I don't. I don't think there's any connection. I think it's just in the script that says she talks to Stefano's portrait, and she just does. just to it. give her so. So, so yeah. I
2: I I have a question for the the the, the panel here. Mm-hmm. I've already expressed this to uh, Tony mm-hmm. Matthew Ashford. on Wednesday's episode yes Jack had a right to be angry yes Jack had a right to be furious but for me it took me completely out of it the way he was screaming and the way he was just overdoing it so much and it just it took me out of the whole thing and I was like he's screaming at this elderly woman who just you know confessed as in pain yes he had a right to be angry it just like I was like, okay, he just needed to like dial it back just a little bit, because oh, it, it, I like it. I didn't even want to watch it. Really? <laughs> I oh, I like, absolutely I
4: loved it. I thought he was on fire. Yeah, but yeah. I I loved it. I yeah. thought like that was an appropriate response to like because sometimes people can make these confessions and it's kind of mm-hmm. like swept under the rug. But yeah. I thought that was an appropriate response to essentially taking someone's. Sh- I mean, you could view it as Laura kidnapped his child i mean if we want to look at it that way like i thought that was an appropriate response to, or even more would have been an appropriate response yeah it was i agree j- it was
2: just very jarring to me i don't know I, I i'm not i'm not speaking like i'm not tarnishing his acting or, or anything no, no, i just no, felt no. like it just for me i was just like he's screaming like okay
3: i agree and for the no i agree with justin and for this reason that jack Brought up that i was thinking about was that you're you're a freaking psychiatrist you know what in your very first classes they make you go through child psychology they make you learn about attachment issues and abuse and all of that you didn't think for one single second that this kid could have been in major trouble mm-hmm. and if she was jacks that he wouldn't have wanted to step in you could have taken tiffany out of the entire equation it would have been so easy we, we, we the from what we saw of um emily's portrayal of tiffany she was a horrible person how mm-hmm. easy would it have been for jack to take full custody of this girl and mm-hmm. history and and again this goes back i really think this goes back to laura's issues this was i don't think this was 100 for jack and jennifer this i really think this had ties to issues for Laura and Jack sees that, and Jack was like, "What right did you have?" She said, "What right do you have to play God with all of our lives?" And not for nothing, Jennifer was gonna dump Peter eventually, anyways.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I feel like it's it's one of those things that like it's the straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. when you get to the source of something yeah. and you think of all the things that have transpired. And if that one thing (laughs) had been played different, they wouldn't be where they are now. And you wouldn't have Gwen so mad and vengeful about what happened. Because even even when when Gwen and Jack were having that conversation, like you can tell Jack genuinely was like, I had no idea. I never saw your mom. Like it never happened he was a little wrong for writing that, that, that check for $50,000. Yeah. Yeah, That part of it. I was like, I was
2: like bad taste, dude. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of like, I
1: I still don't want anything to do with you. Um, But it's like for two seconds, you have to see things from Gwen's point of view. Mm -hmm. She's been told this by someone that she trusts, who's her mother, that this man did not want anything to do with her. And that he had went off and built this whole other family, and didn't care about her, her, and her mother.
2: Her her perception of reality is is not accurate based on what her
1: mom said. Exactly. Yeah. So then, when Jack finds out Laura was the source of all this, then yeah, he's gonna. And Jack is Jack is extra. Jack has always been a <laughs> little eccentric in his delivery. He always reminds me of um, of Bart. Uh, Steve Blackwood, who played Bart, who was like oh, Stefano's wow. right-hand man, like yeah. him and 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 Matthew Ashford play their characters in this way of it's not drama. They find a tish yeah, of the, the comedy or the flair in it so, so that it's serious, but not so serious. Um, so the way that he went off, it was just kind of like the frustrating moment he's tried to keep calm he's tried to make sense of this he's now dealing with the fact that he does have this daughter that's you know that he did not know about and to know that someone in the family knew about this person all along, and said nothing but i did I get um, Michael Mattis with the extra-ness because, you know, <laughs> Jack is very like, but, yes, you know, know. and it's, it can be a little jarring but I do have sometimes.
2: to remember, you know, the medium, and that, that's his style of, 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 of acting, like you said, yeah. so, you know, he played it the way he felt Jack would have played it, so.
4: Yeah,
3: I agree Any with him. Abigail's oh, no. decision to not tell Gwen because Gwen is just so dang volatile. I like I that.
4: I appreciated that. I
3: don't yeah. agree with Abigail's decision to hug Granny right after and kind of like, oh, it's okay. No, it's she kind of gave Laura a pass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then, did, like, yeah. no, it's not okay. This, you know, this is this was the woman who started this whole domino thing that the mm. the reason and your marriage isn't so much. But, 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 but,
1: but, but you not have not the to whole remember... reason. Not the whole reason you have to remember the relationship that Laura and Abigail have. Laura is the reason why Abigail um, got better. Um, And this was when we were first introduced to Marcy. So when when Abigail came back, so when Kate Mancy, who played Abigail at the time, Mm -hmm. jumped out of the window, um, you remember that Abigail went to Laura, Laura helped her heal and get back to how she was. So I think the past could be because of that they they have a different connection and a different bond yeah. with each other. So I think we have to keep that in mind. You know, when when Abigail's kind of consoling her, it's because they they have a different type of relationship where it's not just a grandmother. It's like a this this person was a part of saving yeah. my life at one point. That's
4: right. And also Abby's sort of, you know, her complicated history with now with um with Gwen. I mean if this were just a random long lost sister, she'd probably be a lot more furious about it. But this person is now essentially her enemy.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So it's like, okay, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she, her anger in Gwen's actions won't allow her, I think, to maybe, she kind of feels a little sympathy, but it's like Gwen has been horrible to her. So it's like, okay, well, I, yeah, I guess you didn't do so bad, Grandma. <laughs> I mean,
1: but it's also just all the stuff that Gwen is doing. Like yeah. Gwen essentially like tried to literally tear down this family. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's some hostility towards Gwen. Um, but of course, I mean, you you get it, you know, she had a very oh, yeah. rough life, you know, where Abigail had a silver spoon. And you know, and so there's a, a lot of resentment in that. And we saw that in her conversation with Charlie, um, and how she kind of bonded with Charlie over, over that. Mm-hmm. But um, but, the funny so thing I, is, that's also not true either. Though I mean, that's it. what's not true? That Abby, I mean, Abby
4: and Jack have not had a great father-daughter relationship. Jack has not been a model father in a lot of ways. So I think when But has, it's
1: not. It's, it's not about. It's not about being. A, it's about. It's about how, in in Gwen's eyes, how Abigail was brought up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Gwen. Gwen was on the struggle bus. Abigail was in the limousine. Like, for, you know, so that's so yeah, It did, that, for, yeah, you could is. it
3: did it. It wouldn't matter to Gwen because it, at the end of the day, Abigail, you always had someone to love her. That was never an issue. Someone right. was always there to love her. Maybe Jack was in and out, but he always consistently loved her. That was not mm. the case. For Gwen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about
4: anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: And yeah. side note, um, Gwen completely ten thousand percent tried it by making that black eye look blacker, and I loved. I loved when um, when Chad yeah. like grabbed her. Now, <laughs> this is the one. This is the one kudos I'll give to Billy Flynn because I kind of jumped with Gwen too. I was like, oh. oh um and i thought like a kiss was gonna happen but then when he just i didn't i was see like coming. <laughs> i was disappointed was in myself i was you know what michael matters. Because... Because... you you didn't see a lot coming this week i didn't no, <laughs> no you know but, why you know why? thinking because you're just a saw... fan with open arms
2: i'm trying to be but what i did think when she first came on screen with exactly. that i was like Damn, she got hit hard. Like Mm-mm. I didn't realize it was that Mm-mm. hard. Then when he wipes it away, I'm like,
1: oh. Uh uh-uh. uh When she when like, she came in when she <laughs> came into the po- first of all because remember she checked her eye. Yeah, and she we was saw just it like, beforehand. And it, it was it was bad. just it was red. It was just a little little red, little shiny yeah. right here. Yeah. She came into the police station with like I said, oh. <laughs> so we don't we don't stop by the yeah. Halloween store and then judge this up a little bit so that you can press charges. Oh, spirit but, Halloween. Yeah. But when I when I tell you. I I was here for the catfight between uh, Gwen and Abigail in the police station. Yeah, because Abigail was like, it was almost kind of like, yeah, I I was it was like, ready. it was like, bitch, I'm gonna get you. And Abigail was like, bring it. Like if you mm-hmm. if you want to go toe to toe, we can go toe to toe. Like what you want to do? Like you don't want to catch these hands, Gwen. You don't want to catch these hands.
3: It does make what me the wonder
1: if fingers. Say to the
2: face. I know.
3: It does Flat. make me wonder if Rafe didn't suspect that Gwen's black eye wasn't all that real. He did. Yeah.
1: He did. Yeah. And that's that's why he was like, it's just simple battery or something like that, which basically yeah. like Abigail couldn't be brought in for. But, but you know, he had just had the conversation with Abigail um, when she was trying to see if anything could be brought up for her getting drugged, and he was like, what did
4: you guys think? I didn't get that. I was like, "Are you kidding me? You ver- you arrest people all the time for far less." I didn't get the whole like, <laughs> "Dr. Rolf isn't isn't a reliable witness." I'm like, "He made the drug." Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It just it didn't it did it was sort of it didn't make sense to me. Listen, I felt like they just want they don't want to, of course, get one in jail or something. But I was like, it was a
1: little bit of a excuse why. In the law book of Salem PD, I just go with it. <laughs> I just yeah. go with it. I just go with it. Um. <laughs> All right, and I think that was pretty much it with their storyline, correct? I mean, there was a lot of threats and stuff, uh, a little bickering between Chad and Gwen, but nothing like too serious that I could think of. Um, Let's move on to Claire, Ben, Sierra, Susan, uh, Marlena, (laughs) and Rhodes. Oh, okay, listen, here's the thing. I love the fact that uh, Victoria Conifell is back as uh, Sierra. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that we are getting to see what's happening and what's going on. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and I gave her kudos for the Chinese food, pretending like she's poisoned, that she was finna to die. But we all know that when you knock them out, and then when you try to get the key, <laughs> that they gonna grab you. And when you try to escape, you ain't gonna be able to escape. So I would have liked for her to have had a better plan of escape penism before she tried to execute this. Cause I was like, oh, kudos, bitch, on the Chinese food. Yes. I was like, okay, lay there, boom, okay. And then when she got the <laughs> lunch tray, and now remember, she did a whoom first. So his hair went shroom. and i was like he don't feel that and then it was like boom and he was knocked out and i was like oh okay run bitch run and then she was like dum, 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 dum. and i was like you didn't make sure the dog was like you didn't make sure some things were like you
4: lock the door
1: first lock him in there yeah
3: you tie you, no you tie them up
1: i tie them up. up i said oh I said, "Oh my God!" I said, "I said, well, she tried Jesus." Yeah. And then, um, Susan, <laughs> uh, y'all know how much I love <laughs> me some Susan Banks. Um, yeah. I don't know when she became Celeste, but right. um, it was the
4: last time she was on. They did it. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was the first time they did the vision thing. Yeah.
1: But I love the fact that she came late. About first of all, she drove from Nashville to Salem. Yeah, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. number one. And I'm thinking, like, you couldn't call somebody and say, "Hey, girl, I had a premonition that Brady was gonna get shot." <laughs> yeah. You know, you you hop, you had the premonition, hopped in the car, and just said, "Lord, I hope yeah. I get there in time."
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And then um, a gallon of sweet tea, mm-hmm. right? And then the whole thing with like, I, I was glad that she had the premonition with Ben, um, to to at least give him like, yes, Sierra is is yeah, still alive, but their faces when she was doing all of her hoo ha hoo ha like, (laughs) Claire was just kind of like, what is going on? And then you have Ben that's like, is she for real? But he wants to believe her because that's just a little bit of hope that, like, Sierra is still alive. I think the other
3: thing is that the fact that she's in Marlena's house, so Marlena there's he thinks like oh if this because he trusts marlena implicitly so he Mm -hmm. thinks that you know if if he if marlena says that susan is just a little bit kooky she's doesn't mean anyone any harm and she trusts her enough to be in her home then ben's gonna take that and run with it
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm I, I, the, <laughs> the scenes are hilarious, and you have to give kudos to to Stacy because, yes, of course, again, that's that's the reason why. Because you guys know, and and I I'll say it again, and I even said it to Stacey, when she first came on. I was like, Mm-mm. she hit that Susan main main main, and I said, okay, yeah. she got it, but it but it's it, it's so she doesn't skip a beat when it comes to mm. to, to Susan. And even with her little like
2: hand gestures, not about what she says, or what, but even with like the way she touches and then she's just like, she did the little heart thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's that, those things that make me chuckle. And I can't remember what she said, but at the very end of the scene, she was like, cause you love her. And then she just does like
1: that. And And just well, I, I did kind of chuckle when, uh, when Brady was on the phone with Kristen, and it was like, oh, Susan just got here, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you're just, you're essentially talking to yourself, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then
2: and then of course when when Kristen found out that Susan was there, and she's like, oh, Susan could be the answer to yeah. my yeah, We're getting going. a switch, yes. yeah, another yeah. switch
1: story, yeah. Um, mm. but I I do find because I don't think
2: we've seen. Sorry, sorry, I just thought of this. I don't think we've seen Stacy as Susan playing Chris
1: no we were seeing them have, separate yeah.
2: because that's what we got back in the island no, no, yeah. no, no, no. So we got that storyline
1: with go ahead no we have we have we have no it we, was um it was with um didn't she didn't she pretend to play um susan i, I, I can't remember the storyline but she came to the Kiriakis mansion wasn't wasn't that Kristen pretending to be Susan at some point? Great. Oh. yes, we did. With
2: the oh, mask. We we got we got Kristen. Oh,
1: okay.
2: We got Kristen acting as Susan, but we haven't had Susan acting as Kristen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So that, I'm that, I'm kind that, of curious to see right. because
2: Eileen was was a master back mm-hmm. in the day with when she was when she locked uh Kristen and Marlena in the secret room and then she had to play. Susan as Kristen. Yeah. And like the little
4: extra, you know? Yeah.
2: So I'm curious. I know Stacey's going to rock it if they go yeah. that route, but yeah. I, that actually makes me excited. <laughs> <It's> just, like, <laughs> you just know you're <laughs> going to
3: smile. When she yeah. comes on the screen, you know, you're just going to smile. Like, oh, yeah. what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, um, but this is a very, for, for some reason, I, I I don't know why. I really like this Rhodes character. I like I can't explain it hmm. why I, I I like the the mean bad guy with the snake tattoo, hmm. um, but there's something about him that's just very enjoyable. Yeah,
5: like, I, I, like maybe
1: maybe because he doesn't seem as evil. Like he's just seem right. like like he said he's like the babysitter. So I think because he has like a softer side of Sears, mm-hmm. even though he's like mm-hmm. a bad guy. Like I, I I don't know. I think I yeah. think there's something. But it but that whole Trying to escape, thing I was like, now this is Salem 101, honey. They've
3: <laughs> been better planned.
1: Yeah. do you have been kidnapped? Yeah. And yeah, then,
3: but you know, she doesn't have her, she, she has her parents' fire. She doesn't have their training.
1: Does. Well, well, the parents don't have great training either. I mean, Bo was captive for how long? <laughs> yeah,
3: that's true.
5: So
1: there's that too. Um, I, I did chuckle when Rose was like, um, and I'm revoking your reading privileges because you you were reading Romeo and Juliet and you tried to act like Juliet and going to try to yeah. make yourself like you boys. <laughs> I was like, I was like he was he is really adamant about this reading. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that's pretty much uh, this storyline. Oh, I will ask this question to the pantol. I don't know if I've asked this before. <laughs> I'm sure I have, but we'll ask it again. Someone was thinking. A Blair ship, see uh, Claire and Ben. If for some reason something happens with Sierra or whatever, blah blah blah. No, if we don't no. see Claire and Ben together,
2: I feel like that's just that's too much of a, a, a default, I guess is what yeah, I'll yeah. call it. Like, of it, just be like, oh, of course, they're putting Ben. I, if if Sierra isn't, if Sierra for whatever reason, sin fans. don't at me, Uh, all right? I'm just hypothesizing, do not (laughs) at me. I don't want to read your tweets. Just please let me say my opinion. If Sierra isn't an option, I would want to see somebody outside of that storyline for Ben.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I am a diehard Sin fan. Said. But keep
2: keep them as friends. Keep Claire and Ben yes. as friends. Keep like them in each other's lives. Yeah. Like, but for a romantic storyline, or maybe mm-hmm. Ben doesn't even need another romantic storyline. Like I maybe they can come so. up with something, you know, more creative while he, you know, grieves for yeah. Sierra. If if again, if Sierra is not an option.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know there are so many. Uh, uh, we have so many Ben haters in the chat. Um, y'all need to chill. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, I'm not even seeing the chat. I already know, but here's what I like about that character's redemption. I think that I have. I am a diehard Sin fan. I love them together. I think they have amazing chemistry. But I have loved what I have loved are the moments where Ben has been able to connect with other people. I love his relationship with Marlena there's such a beautiful implicit trust he has for this woman who basically rehabilitated him um i love that he and claire have that connection where they just understand what it's like to what because they both just gone <laughs> unbelievably crazy the only diff i'm sorry but the only difference between ben and claire is that um claire got lucky and didn't actually kill someone and it was um, it wasn't for lack of trying yeah she just had had she actually killed someone we would be having a whole different conversation she got lucky that someone figured it out that ben figured it out um and so that's the only difference between them and that he well they he, he she has a support system that he didn't but he's building that and when this past year he and will he repaired his relationship with will that was another thing that that i really really appreciated it because as i've said you can apologize to someone however much you want they don't have to forgive you and he proved how he changed to will and again will didn't have to be there for him he didn't have to show gratitude it could have been like oh we're even now but will saw the the growth saw the change and he was like no i i think i i can be here for you and it's not you can't you can't predict who you're gonna forgive but i really enjoyed ben building relationships with other people non-romantic relationships and you know if we focused all on romantic relationships salem would be a very dirty place (laughs) as opposed to being you know family (laughs) friendships generations that we build on so let's go with that
4: i mean yeah 90 percent of the cast is pretty related yeah yeah.
1: um so yeah so with that we'll see how this (laughs) this uh storyline uh continues to unfold um again i'm very i i mean i'm i'm very glad that victoria is back as sierra because i just i just don't think that you could just keep wondering for so long, like what happened to her, especially when there's so many clues that led up to the fact that, you know, she wasn't in the car um, Mm -hmm. or or anything.
2: Speaking about Victoria Conniffel, she has managed to do, I don't want to say what few actors are able to do, but not every actor or, or not everybody that comes on the show can really make a stamp and say like, you know, like, oh, th- when this person is—it's almost like Allison Sweeney. When Allison Sweeney and Sammy are on the canvas, it just feels right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And Victoria conifal has managed to do that with with Sierra. When she and Sierra are on the, it just feel the show feels complete for some yeah. reason. And for yeah. some, that's like you know the the absence of Christian Alfonso. The show doesn't feel complete with her and and. So I think that's just a testament. It's kind of the same with Robert Scott Wilson. Like, I don't think I could see days without Robert Scott Wilson now. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two, they've just managed to really create a, a stamp on the show. Yeah. So yeah, having her see it and see well, her in, the, in scenes, I'm just like, oh yeah, now we have, yeah. <laughs> days is back. You know, well, it's not <laughs> it just a stamp
3: on the show, it's a stamp on the character, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, y- you there are just certain actors who play certain characters that it's like it's not that it's not we're saying that we're saying that not anyone else could play this character but they grabbed your attention from the second that they got on the canvas that scene where allison sweeney broke into the house when she first came on the scene everyone remembers that and we didn't even know how far Sammy would yeah, go down the hole. <laughs> but you remember that. Same thing with when Victoria Conifell got on the scene. Um and she's there and she's there and she pulls off and she's she you see her in her full leather jacket off of the mm-hmm. motorcycle. And I remember that. And that's important.
1: Yeah um yeah i mean they there are certain characters that definitely do make a make an impact uh, on the show and when they're not on the show it's kind of like mm, where are you something feels weird um and and that's been like that with sierra for a while it's like you just feel like ben is just kind of roaming around mo- moaning moaning morning <laughs> sierra um <laughs> moaning mm-hmm. sierra Sierra, yeah um that's but it. but now yeah. that that she's uh back on the canvas it feels uh it feels uh, a little more complete. Um, an update from my mother. Uh, I will be <laughs> glad when she gets back to Ben. So thank you, Mom.
2: Who, who was, <laughs>
1: was also very surprised that we were doing a show today because of the Super Bowl. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so let's see. We will uh, see how that whole story unfolds. Maybe Sierra will try to escape next week and will be a little more successful. Um, before we move on to tidbits, Another gentle reminder, hey, you guys, listen, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. There are over 150 people watching us live and plenty more people will tune in later. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit the subscribe button. That way you know exactly uh, when our show is about to come on. It's like a little reminder. And also you can look around our YouTube channel to look for other interviews that we have with many of your Days of Our live stars. Um, so make sure you hit the subscribe button, click the notification button. That way you are fully aware of what's happening here at Dishon Days. And if you haven't already, make sure you go subscribe and comment on our podcast platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, and soon to be some other um, platforms. So make sure you type in Edition Days, leave a comment, rate us. We would greatly appreciate it. That's how you support us, and that's how uh, you keep us going for six years. Um, that announcement brought to you by the kind folks here at Edition Days. Um, So now moving on to um, our tidbits, we have Brady, Chloe, Kristen, and Philip. I have to give kudos to Brady for letting Kristen know that he was upset with Mm -hmm. her and not Chloe because it was stupid of Kristen to hold Tony hostage and escape from prison (laughs) and, and consistently reassuring Kristen that there's nothing going on between him and Chloe, and I don't think anything is going on between him and Chloe. But when you are in jail and you keep looking at a New Year's Eve picture of your man I and know. his ex kissing, yeah. you just become consumed <laughs> with that. And it's Same like picture. <laughs> you have to Same be like, like Elsa, honey, and just let that go. <laughs> yeah, that's. Did, she, not make, her did
2: her she just make that? Did she make that her screensaver?
1: I know. Mean, I, mean, <laughs> like,
5: I
4: know. On or, she, or she, computer she's, for, yeah she's, no one else that the link
1: or something she, <laughs> she did something but it's but it's just kind of like you know it, it's like there, there's nothing to worry about Kristen, and and i see why mm. brady you know didn't tell her about chloe is because she's like he's like what are you gonna do like you're just gonna be consumed with it and and i mm. i don't want you to worry um but then he got shot and got caught so then there you go <laughs> so
4: yeah it was uh kristen yeah this is we're getting like old kristen back now yes slowly like creeping creeping in and now she's sort of hatching something we think something with susan now yeah getting sort of vengeful kristen sort of off her rocker a bit she got,
1: she got too much time on her hands. She's just sitting in yeah. jail wanting to be with her man and don't want nobody yeah. to be with a man. And her man is like, but I'm not doing nothing else. But she's like, but the picture, but the picture, yeah. but the picture, <laughs> the picture, man. Uh, I mean, her, so point, her point about like, oh, oh,
2: she she made the point, which I kind of see about, oh, you did lie. You said you weren't with Chloe, but then you actually were. But I'm like, yeah kristen but he didn't tell you that because he
4: knew how you would
2: he knew you you would react badly her. to it which you did so you just proved that he did the right thing by not telling you he was with her
4: and um, also he was also with philip in the room too and that like the point was yeah. they're working it wasn't, together it wasn't on like he was with thing. chloe you yeah. know
2: getting it on or anything yeah like, they were just
4: exactly talking. like yeah um
2: but yeah so yeah and um uh how good did nadia Bjorlin look
4: yeah, she, like, I mean, always she always looks, looks amazing good.
2: I mean, she
1: always looks good, but this week, but like no, this week, the, yeah. the whole ensemble with the I hair, the
4: way she was dressed in her hair, yeah, it was something about it. I think she looked great.
1: Um, I, I need for them to to decide what they want to do with Chloe and Phil. Yeah. do they yeah. want to do mm-hmm. they want to keep them together or no? Like, I'd, I'd be for, I'd
2: be for, I'd be for seeing how it goes because I, I like kristen and brady together so i don't yeah. want them to break them up yeah. but right. i would be down for for a chloe and philip yeah.
3: needs to be a far away, away from that situation yeah. she if she and philip want to reconnect then they need to make a serious go of it though yeah because yeah. they both been
5: exactly they
3: both been floundering for the past yeah. few years and it's kind of been Floundry. like i, like I don't one. think they've even taken life too seriously yeah. the last few years i'm just like no i would like them to make a gova but if you're gonna make a go of it go for it yeah, don't yeah just say, oh if this doesn't work out we can revisit this in a couple of years no yeah. make a decision
4: really invest in them as a couple now that they're adults and don't rely so much on the past and Google girl and that sort of stuff like take them as they are now they both are sort of these two people who were childhood sweethearts but they have like complicated pasts and histories and like go from there and build them as a as an actual
1: But, um, but, uh, Chloe, please make sure that this whole mob thing is cleared up before you get into Um, a relationship with Phillip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see, John Del Rey says, I find Phillip so unlikable. He's lost all of his boyish charm and has that permanent scowl on his face. He needs to be visited by the ghosts of Salem past, present, and future. Listen, he's going through a lot. He's being chased by the mob. Like he has a lot going on. That's why he looks mm-hmm. scowly.
4: I mean,
2: maybe a, re- a reunion with a full reunion with Chloe will bring out that boyish.
4: Charmed. i was gonna say that's why we, that's the only time we see him smiling is when he's in the yeah, scene, Chloe, yeah. I, I,
2: I did notice like yeah because i'm kind of with with that comment i, I agree with that yeah. comment in, in in these other scenes he's been in with like xander and and sarah and he just seems to be brooding and scowling all the time yeah. but that scene with nadia on on friday in particular i just noticed that he was he was softer and mm-hmm. a little more uh, light on his not lightness, lightness low light, light light, Just light on it. <laughs> like, you know, just just a little bit happier. Yeah.
4: No, that would that would come in between. Yeah. Chloe and Philip.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um was there anything? Oh, and uh Victor, it I wonder what's the note that Philip wrote, Victor. <clears throat>
4: I think it was a goodbye, like a like an apology, but a goodbye, like I'm leaving town kind of thing. That's what I thought it was. Ugh, I hope
1: hmm. not. I, yeah. I don't. I don't want Philip to leave town. But I'm also kind of like Victor. You is too old to be over in Philadelphia dealing with um with the the running. Yeah. You should have sent somebody over there. could have send? You. I
4: know. True. They're all bumbling. I yeah.
1: don't know. Look, we don't we don't see we don't see everybody on the Kiriakis payroll. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Gladys I think it it sort of warranted <laughs> maybe him like visit like sort of like a daunted kind yeah. of thing like yeah and not I, for nothing to-
3: I mean not for nothing Victor wasn't Victor like this big bad gangster back in the day yeah. didn't he make his money yeah. that way so oh, not man. for nothing uh I think he's still somewhat reputable in that world so of course. So, I mean- so he would be he know what they wouldn't talk to someone like Philip basically they would talk to Victor they would give him the respect he's earned.
1: Listen, when you hear the name Kereakas, mm-hmm. you know two things. You're nervous and they got money. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we'll see how that unfolds. Then we have Nicole, Rafe, and Roman. I really wish they would stop pretending that Eric is coming back in no. <laughs> Yeah, just, yeah. Because, Eric, because yeah. now, yeah. because here's the thing. I think in the beginning, we understood Eric, has a heart of gold. He can't really say no and everything like that. But I feel like at some point he will tell the village, "Y'all, I gotta go home. I have a yeah. wife and and a, and a kid, half kid, you know, whatever, um, step kid." So yeah. this is um, believable because so, this
3: is the same man who gave up all you know worldly and sinful <laughs> possessions to become a priest. So,
1: but that was for him. I don't think he would be this selfish when it comes to Nicole. And so yeah, the and fact that he keeps after you know, twenty
2: years of trying to make it happen with her,
1: yeah. right? So I feel like after you know, uh, he keeps saying, "Okay, I'm coming home," and then he renews the contract to stay in the in the village. It's like, no, just you know. So I can I see the frustration, but I'm also looking at days like, what y'all trying to do? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know what I really loved about this though? I loved the conversation that Nicole had with Roman um, about this because, you know, Roman has really become the sounding board, the guy behind the bar, everybody, Uh you know, confides in him. And I love what she said about how I miss my partner. Yeah. And it really brought home how much Nicole has had to deal with since Eric Mm -hmm. has been gone, how. She's really stepped up and been the adult in the room. She's been a mother to not one, but like three children, if you count Allie. She's had to do a lot on her own and she's had no break. And she's had, she's really had very minimal support. Um, And it's, it really brings home when she's like that word, like she didn't say husband, she didn't say like the father to her daughter. She said partner like i just want some like i don't need someone to like carry the load or like i don't like yes i miss him but like i'm dealing with this all on my own and it's hard
4: yeah, yeah. i like that roman did offer um uh an appreciation for saying like the brady family appreciate you everything you're doing for Allie, and oh that was really sweet yeah i agree with you tony i think there's i think there's still a way to do this particular storyline of like there being issues in the marriage and her being frustrated without it having to be like, they've never seen each other. Like we could have got a simple scene of like, Nicole coming back with bags in her hand to be like, oh, it's so great to see Eric for the weekend. And you can make you can make her being frustrated because she's not seeing him enough or she mm-hmm. saw him and now they're reminded how much she loves him or the fact that they're still newlyweds and separated. Like there's a way to do it that isn't so heavy handed with the fact that yeah. they haven't seen each other. Cause part of me is like, why don't you get on a plane and go see him why don't you and holly meet in the middle like they're making it like if eric doesn't come
1: it's all or nothing kind of thing, mm-hmm. which, yeah um how do we feel because i mean <laughs> i feel like we're what's so it's kind of happening mm-hmm. um if they were to pair nicole and rafe with each other i feel, I feel like i i feel like i asked the same questions over and over again but this mm-hmm. time i'm going to remember um are we are we here for nicole and Ray? or no i'm not mad at it i'm, I'm not mad I'm at it but again i feel like it. again i feel
2: like it would be kind of a default
3: yeah
2: you know what i mean like mm-hmm.
3: it, two lonely people
2: yeah mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not i'm not mad about it they i i do enjoy their scenes together so i'd be i'd be i'd be more open to it than ben
4: and claire oh yeah i also like that they have a foundation of friendship Yes, that sort of that's what this is building off of. And Mm -hmm. so I appreciate that it's at least that and it's not like them running into each other
1: in the square. Time out. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't. Y'all know I look at these comments and then I get a little upset. Patrick TV, let me explain something to you, Sweet Pea. We don't butt kiss any actors or anyone on this show. We actually are able to give our opinions in a very nice, constructive way. So no, we're not gonna be harsh like some other people are. We can say that we don't like something in a very adult grown way. So don't come up in these chat rooms try. trying to act like we are butt kissing the actors or butt kissing this show because that's not the foundation on which this show was brought on we are coming in here giving our true honest thoughts and opinions and but we have the ability to say them with a bit of grace and with a bit of adultness to where did we can give constructive it? um criticism thank you for that happy sixth anniversary edition days
2: what did he say now i'm like okay i'm i i can not concentrate on anything else no he's just gonna give it air
1: he just said sorry and i and i shouldn't keep giving people air but it just <laughs> it just makes me it, it's just and and uh, we'll get to this when when we talk about our our things um but he said yeah i love phoenix he actually gives his honest opinions and never butt kisses actors and writers like some of the dd hosts does it's like oh. then why are you here that's fine
3: you can you <laughs> don't have to stay you can go away <sighs> we would you know you, you know, if you're if you're not willing to be an adult and realize that this is a creative constructive adult workspace you don't have to be here um you know
1: yeah exactly So I call, sorry. I, you know
3: if i you know uh and not for nothing but you know this is just i don't know it's like if you have you never had a job you know
1: <laughs> so we i will i will uh, i will explain my passion and fiery on sometimes why i stop the show and and do this when we get to our six-year anniversary stuff because there's a reason and we'll talk about that. Anyway, Nicole and Rafe, what y'all say? Are y'all down for it or no? Is that where I said, we were, where I said we were open to it? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> open to it. Okay. I said no. what about you? Um, I uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because because it's um there are certain couples that I feel are are organic, and you look at them and you go, Oh my god, there's such so, like okay, Ben and Sierra, for example. That whole thing in the cabin and him washing her feet and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> I was like, "I'm here for it." Mm-hmm. Um, and there are certain couples that I feel like are so like forced together yeah. um, that I feel like it doesn't work. Like I'm gonna be completely honest, I wasn't 100 on board with Hope and Wraith. I oh, loved. I
5: oh
1: yeah. <laughs> I yeah I, I loved Hope and Aiden. Oh, because yeah. there was something about yeah. th- that chemistry that they had, and the way that they, and maybe you know, it was another relationship built on "I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you." Um, you looking cute it was today? Interesting. You it know, was something there, yeah, yeah. yeah um, before
3: it went to ho- holy hell,
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and I'm, I'm, st- I will, I will forever be upset about yeah. the character <laughs> yeah. Of Aiden. Yeah, um, that was, but, but I do feel mistake. huge, huge. Um, but I do huge. feel like um, when they do when they present the the uh, couplings in a certain way, I can kind of gravitate towards it, but I'm not quite sure about Nicole and Rafe. Again, I don't know why I keep just seeing friends. Like I it'd be yeah. nice, it'd be nice yeah. for Salem just to have friends. I know, yeah. Um, but I don't know, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Michael Mattis, did you They're hear dead. about Aiden? Dead.
0: Except he's not. He's just dead. Yeah,
1: it's the doppelganger yeah. yeah. Right.
4: Um,
1: they killed the character is what they did. <laughs> so um, any who's it, uh, our last tidbit is Gabby, Jake, and, and Tony. Um, Gabby. <laughs> It, was it just me, or was everyone else thinking? If you don't go upstairs and put some clothes on, ma'am, yeah.
2: it's also yeah. winter. Well, it's all
1: supposed, supposed to be February,
2: and yeah. like she's oh. sitting there. With, I'm like, you're gonna catch, you're gonna freeze, you're gonna catch you your cold. She finally did eventually say,
1: like, oh, it's cold.
2: Yeah, like, I get it.
1: Like, yeah, girl, go put go put some clothes on, honey. <laughs> you is you is you you freshly, and it's not the fresh out of the shower where like you got out of the shower, you dried off a little bit. Yeah, um, like, and you know, but this is like it was like ding dong. She just stacked out oh, the yeah, the shower, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah still you tripping. know,
1: yeah. Um, I just there's a um I don't want Jake and Gabby together. No, yeah, yeah. not at this point. I I, I like Jake and Kate. I I I really don't want a triangle um, because I don't want Kate to feel like Jake has a thing for someone younger because yeah. that's what they, what she's kind of been battling with. Um I just like that Jake and Kate are so open and honest and relatable to each other. They are that, real. Yes. That There's I There's no
2: pretense behind them at exactly. all.
1: Exactly. I want Jake to resist whatever it is Gabby is trying to do because I honestly think Gabby is just trying to use. Whatever little flicker or spark that he may have for her, yeah, to yeah. her advantage. Do you feel now, like Did you no, guys do? Oh, oh both I I of us I was, was going to say questions. at the at, at the the end of that scene,
2: it was almost like kind of like a closure.
4: I was just going to yeah. say that I was getting closure. I, like, I was surprised. I like, I was that's gonna like gonna is be the, the storyline over? Almost. Yeah, yeah. I I was getting closure too. Like they're ending this whole Jake and Abby thing. Yeah,
2: I really I really felt like that. I kind of felt like oh, now we're gonna get maybe something else for Gabby. Yeah. She's not going to be fixated on Jake now. Yeah. But. And
3: credit goes to Jake for that because he didn't, he wasn't, again, this character is not condescending yeah. or mm-hmm. absurd. He talks with her in a very real mature way. You know, even when he brought up Stefan, um, it, was, it wasn't It was in a like, it wasn't in a way to be mean or condescending. It was just like, I know, it was almost like he was acknowledging that maybe she. she's not over him that she hasn't taken yeah. the time to really mourn that relationship like in a he, in a, he came from it in a very caring way and even when he was talking about her company he was like i have faith in you i know that you're gonna do great things i just think it can't be here mm-hmm.
4: yeah. yeah i love that so I like yeah i like that he gave her back the company and that i felt like it was like closure and it was a send-off of this thing yeah. it was a send-off of Gabby being in the demure mm-hmm. orbit kind of a thing and so yeah I'm curious to where, where we're gonna get from
1: moving forward and and I and I think that was a wise decision for him like when but when Gabby was like oh you could just give me basic black tube no you can't yeah, I know, basic no, like no, honey does. like you can't I, I, let I, girl but you can have your company back and okay. you are you can go take it somewhere yeah. else um right go down. ask Titan see see what they got the going I mean on. yeah
2: where, where else is she gonna take it like mm-hmm. I was thinking like where else can she take it? oh Titan
1: Titan yeah yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was the week of days, and now it's time for our favorite part of the show, which are our segments, mm. and we're gonna start with mine, which is Tony's official three snaps award. Oh snap. Oh, oh snap. snap!
4: There we
5: go.
1: <laughs> all right, so you guys, my three snaps had to go to these three lovely ladies, <laughs> Katie McLean, Marcy Miller, and Emily oh. O'Brien. That flashback was everything to me. Yeah. I thought that they played each character well. I saw them not, I saw them transforming into these characters and not the characters that they normally play. So I had to give kudos for thoroughly entertaining me during this <laughs> flashback, whether no matter what spectrum of cheesy you thought it was, I was living. So Katie McLean, Marcy Miller, and Emily O'Brien, you each get Tony's official three snaps of war. And I need for Marcy Miller and uh, Emily O'Brien to send me those wigs. Thank you. (laughs) Um, All right, and now it's time for
2: I can't play the sound and share the pictures at the same time. So oh, okay. just imagine caption you're hearing that. Caption that. Yeah. Okay. So this week's caption that, uh, caption that moment comes from again, uh, Katie McLean, Marcy Miller and not Laura Flynn Boyle. Um, Jamie Lynn Bauer, <laughs> Jamie, Le- Jamie Lynn <laughs> Bauer. Um, and this week's caption, uh, was chosen by at not boyfriends on Twitter with his or her caption when you know it's time to put mother back in the home. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: a good one. Of Je-
2: Jennifer's like, gotta go back. <laughs> uh, Take her back to the meadows.
1: Yeah. Shady Pines. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> <Okay.
2: laughs> we
1: have the meadows and we have Shady Pines, so. Yeah. so there go. Oh, my gosh. And that was Catchin' Day. Day. And now it's time for <clears throat> those were the days
4: (laughs) this week's segment is brought to you by uh the infamous triangle back in the day of laura bill and mickey and for those that don't know this was inspired by um of laura messing with people's paternity this um this week or the reveal of it um this isn't the only um paternity that laura has messed with as many of you know if you've been watching the show or know the history that mike Horton, um, was this child, um, is Bill Horton's son, but when he actually passed him off, as Mickey's son, who Mickey was married to, was sort of violently raped by Bill, um, back in the day. Another rape storyline that that was brothers and forgiveness and all that. It's all sort of, um, in the modern day now, but yeah, so this isn't actually the first paternity that Laura sort of hid, and actually, she hid Mike's for a long time too I think I'm maybe nervous. he was a teenager by the time like it all came out or early 20s or something so she kept it up for years um also with Tom Horton as sort of like a co-conspirator in that lie um yeah that whole and actually Jack sort of pointed it out too this week when he said like this isn't the first time you've done this you did it like do so yeah we got sort of Laura has a, a little bit of a history of, of um passing uh, other people's children so yeah
1: right and those were hmm. the days hmm. and they now it's good. time for it's a gift
3: this week's it's a gift goes to miss stacy Hi- high duke playing uh susan and um i don't know which god she's praying to <laughs> i don't know what rain dance she's trying to do um but based on the fact that she drove from Nashville to Salem makes me, this scene makes me very glad that she doesn't, she probably doesn't seem to have a really good grasp of the internet.
2: Or telephones. Yes. <laughs> there we go.
3: She, she has an antenna on her head somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you see it right there
2: at the top. It gets, it gets
1: HBO and uh, FM radio.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: and that was It's a GIF. Um, and you all, please make sure to check out Me World's um, Osh's Moment of the Week, um, which was retweeted earlier today. And now it's time for a bit of news and gossip. Yes, news and gossip. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> to start off, we have some congratulations. In order, the first um, congratulations to Lamone Archie, our very own Eli Grant. Um, his other show, All American, was just renewed for another season. Um, you don't know Lamone has a recurring role where he plays Superintendent Angelo Carter on the primetime show. So look for um CWs, I believe All American to come back next year um, for a new season. And hopefully we'll see Lamone um continue his recurring role there. Um but not leave days, of course.
5: <laughs> congratulations! Both, yeah.
4: yeah, Congratulations to Um, Next, a big congratulations to Ron Calabati and his writing team. Uh, they've been nominated for a Writers Guild Award this year in the daytime drama category. Um, I think there this year it's only two nominees. I believe it's Days and Young and the Restless are up against each other. So, um, yeah. So, congratulations to the team on the nomination, and we'll keep you posted on the winner uh, moving forward. Um. We had a little bit of, not sad news, but we had sort of day of remembrance. I think February third marked the 11th anniversary of the passing of Francis Reed, who mm-hmm. we all know played Alice Horton for, I think since the beginning of the show, I believe she was on it. Um, it's, yeah. actually been, it's actually been 14 years now since we last saw the character um, on screen. But uh, I think a lot this week I saw a lot of the, um, a lot of the soap websites were, and blogs were sort of um, doing a little, um, the Day of Remembrance, a little memorial to Frances on her passing. Um, yeah, you could for those if you're interested. But Yeah, she was definitely an character and associated with Joe and everyone, so yeah. And last but not least, we have, um, everyone, an autograph photo of days, Deidre Hall, um, Marlena, of course, and Drake Hogiston on. And the actors are selling uh, picks from their most recent TV Guide cover with all the proceeds going Charity, um, you can head to djroll.com and her shop page um, to get this. Get these little one of a kind keepsakes. i um, doing it for charity, so I believe they're still available. So you can head out to Agent and um, check up on those. And last but not least, um, we still have the um, Spectrum Celebrity Events virtual Q and A with Mike Manning coming up on February 27th. Of course, other Q and As include one with Ben Lewis from Arrow and Scott Evans, Chandler Massey, and Brandon Coughlin. So for tickets for all those, you can visit Um,
1: spectrumcelebrityevents.com. And I just received word that, uh, well, first of all, uh, thank you all for coming to the Cameron Grimes one that happened this past Saturday. Um, But with that being said, uh, both Mike Manning and Chandler Massey and Brandon Coughlin are both sold out. So, oh, it, okay. you missed it. <laughs> yes. For
3: those of you who got tickets, enjoy.
1: Yes. So, so hopefully, uh, th- that's why you got to keep up on it. So, make the sure. To a spectrum celebrity events. <laughs> <yes. laughs> not for those tickets, but for the others. Make sure you do that. The, <laughs> the events are a lot of fun. Um, they also um, donate to the charity, uh, True Colors United, uh, which helps uh, um, homeless LGBTQIA plus youth um so make sure you go to spectrumcelebrityevents.com I have a a lot of stuff coming up um all right before we show what's coming up on next week's episode Mm. of days of our lives we want to remind you that if you would like to see the extended promo make sure you head over to the app. Extended remix. <laughs> Make sure you head over to the dual app uh, to check that out. Um, it's only exclusive to the dual app. That's why we can't show it here. But we can show you this 15-second one brought to you by the five folks at NBC. Hit it.
4: Oh,
1: there's, no, there's no sound, Michael Madison. There's no sound. Mm-mm. Well, uh,
2: hang on. Sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. Well,
1: shucks. <laughs> did you did you share? Oh, because I did I did not
2: check the share sound button. Oh, well, is what I to. is what I neglected to do.
1: Oh, please. Technical Take difficulties, two. and here we go. Take two. I love you with all of my being. <laughs> Classic romance.
3: Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou,
0: Romeo? It's what dreams oh. are made of. Thus, with a kiss, I
1: die. Now see now y'all uh, want to talk about y'all want to talk about cheesy with the flashback. Yes, yeah, that's gonna be.
5: I'm,
1: I'm guessing that's Valentine's. Uh, but those Girl. Sin fans are about to eat this scene up oh, and gonna say it's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm here for it too. But don't y'all talk about that flashback and then and then give kudos um, to this too.
2: Did know. you know? Okay,
1: did you know oh. that Betty White was
2: born before sliced bread? So we should really be saying best thing since Betty White.
1: Oh. <laughs> Yes, yes, oh boy. I, but I, go ahead.
3: I don't know. I feel like <laughs> there's not a lot that's been better since Betty White.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, this is true. I hope well, she's but, being looked after. But, oh my god, we both we all pray <laughs> for Betty um, anyway, White. Right. All right, so uh, um, bubble
3: wrap her. I mean, after Christopher Plummer this week, I'm just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna stop talking because apparently no yeah. one's listening. I mean, when I say <laughs> oh. it, we got to protect our legends.
1: Um. <laughs> Speaking of legends, we're one too, and so we um, so officially February eighth, two thousand fifteen, we started um, this lovely show Dish and Days with our original hosts Mark J. Freeman and Peter Ramos and myself. Um, and for the past six years, we have been recapping all the things that have been happening in Salem um, every Sunday at various times but we finally landed on 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and many of you have been on this journey with us since then so we wanted to take a moment uh to just kind of go around and talk about our favorite moments from Dishan days now it's going to be a unique and interesting perspective because um, Justin and, and um, our Sally, uh just joined us just recently. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be inter- interesting to see what they pick. So it's like my favorite moment was this afternoon when. Yes. Yeah. No, just <laughs> um, so either one of you can start with uh, your favorite Dishon Days moment.
4: Uh, come on. Um, I started out as a viewer and a fan. So I've been watching since the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so most of my memories are just being a fan. I'm um, happy and honored to be a host now. But one of my favorite moments, actually it was funny considering it was the one year anniversary you guys did. It was mm-hmm. Tony, Mark and James. And the reason why this sticks out to me, I think it was so indelible of the history you guys have, but you're doing the one year anniversary show. And James went on to talk about hope. And at the end, he tagged it with, that's why my Twitter handle or is Black Hope LA, which immediately caused you and Mark. You were about to go into the next segment. You and Mark both stopped and was like, what the hell? Like we record got- scratch. And then and then and then you're both like, wait, that's why it's Black Hope LA? And Mark started, Mark just lost it. And then you looked at him in your trademark, player Tony, and was like, but you tried it with that black hole.
1: 10,000% this whole time. And I and I say, it, and this I thought every it year. too. In the
4: fun, I was going through it with you guys. That's why it made it yeah, exactly. That's like, what I my, thought it was. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And even Mark said he was like, Oh, I thought that meant like black hole. Like, nope.
1: He said he is the black Christian Alfonso. <laughs> yes. Lady.
4: And it just, it was just such a funny moment between you guys. And I think it was just like I said, indelible of your chemistry in the show. and yeah, it just it always sticks out to me as something just a, funny, a nice fun moment between hosts and the chemistry you guys had in studio. And yeah, yes. that's one of my favorite
1: Tisha days. All right, Sally,
3: I am still trying to catch up on all these episodes <laughs> so Oh, please
1: okay. don't go back and watch over 200 episodes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Damn. I know so I don't have I and, and I have only been with you guys for a short time. Um, so I'm just gonna pick our our, our our um our Christmas episode, our last episode of uh, 2020, which um I I actually really did get choked up when we did the tree because <laughs> I you remember
5: know, that
3: I, you did. I did. <laughs> I really did. I had tears in my eyes because I'm just like I couldn't have my family with me with mm. around the tree. You know, that's my favorite part is just getting together with my family and that you know just having like another tree. Where it's like you know you're there, and it really like it came full circle with you know the Horton, the Horton family tree, where it's like you know that they regularly have people not there, but they're always just there, and you know circle of life, circle kind of thing that really got to me. <laughs>
1: um, Michael Mattis, um, well
2: you know a lot of favorite moments, obviously, you know, when I was first on the show, whenever we would have a um, guest on the show, those are always my most nerve wracking moments, because I don't want to look like an idiot or an or a, a jackass in front of these people who are taking time out of their schedule. They work so much during the week, and they're coming in to talk to us. Um, but those are my favorite moments, because it, it also shows that they appreciate what we're doing mm-hmm. for the show, by by taking time out to to come and see us and talk to us and to to there's a mutual respect between us and the talent um so those are always always my favorite moments but my favorite single moment was when i got very um very uh what's the word i I don't know i got really passionate I got really passionate about an opinion and ended up knocking my coffee over onto my laptop while the show was uh, going oh, on. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I was talking about Chriselle Staus mm-hmm. and Jordan. So thank mm-hmm. you, Chriselle Staus. You brought out <laughs> a cushion in me that almost killed my laptop. But, and then and then just not knowing like what to do. So I just kept talking. And then everyone was kind of like, don't you want to handle your laptop? Yeah. And I was like, I want to, no, no. And luckily the laptop survived, so.
1: It uh, did. Um that's so, true
3: professionalism though. Yes.
1: Yeah. I just you, tried to keep going. Yes. <laughs> and
2: yeah. even, even even afterwards, they were like, uh, oh, when something like that happens, you can leave and take care of it. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
1: hmm. Um so uh a couple of uh fan moments uh marlon wallace said uh, my favorite moment moment is every time mark j freeman would interrupt tony when he was trying to do his reel oh, which yeah. is <laughs> hilarious <laughs> I, w- I would always try to do the closing of the show and mark would somehow like interrupt it and i'm like i can't use it for my reel um so it took a while to get that um kelly uh says my favorite moment is when you had Matt and missy on last year um It was the first time Missy was on. Yep, this is very true. Um, Let's see, uh, Brad Brad K says, thank you for bringing something fun and chill to my Sundays each week. Been watching for four to five years. (laughs) Uh, A little little weed and some shady Sunday is my perfect Sunday indulgence. Um, (laughs) Let's see, uh, Laurel, CL says, uh, your edition day's August 2020 episode with uh, Paul Telfer and Lindsey Goffrey. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Roddell says the the Gabby wigs when we did oh, uh, yeah. Gabby well? um, So And uh, Dwight says uh, his shout out from Chandler Massey was was his favorite moment. And I was very excited that we, we got a chance to make that happen. Um, Well, as the person who has been here for six years, (laughs) there are many, 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 many moments. Um, It's it's very hard to to pick just one, uh, but I will do a couple. I may do the the same ones every year, but um, my favorite has always been uh, Paul Telfer's call to Melissa Archer, mm-hmm. where he pretended to be Randy from West Hollywood. Um, <laughs> that was a good one. The 17 things you like about working with Paul Telford. You can either start with 17 and work your way up or <laughs> what and work your way down. Um I also uh I loved our our quarantine check-ins where we had a lot of people check in um during quarantine. Um, I, I like that we've been able to pivot and and start doing this on our own. That was a, a huge thing to continue doing that. Um, uh, uh, um all the guests <clears throat> that have come in, um being able to cover the daytime Emmys. Um mm-hmm. uh speaking with Eileen Davidson was one was one of the, the highlights that, that have happened. Um so so much stuff um one thing that i do miss though is i miss being able to have the fans call in um i i would i loved having that opportunity for for the actors to hear um how gracious the fans were for their performances um and and giving the fans a chance to interact with with their favorite um, star um and um also having ron on i truly appreciated that
2: multiple times
1: multiple times the first time he was on i was so nervous and i remember talking to stacy high and she was like you looked nervous and i was like i was very nervous because i i didn't want him to get in trouble for saying something wrong i didn't want to mention putting terrence on the show like I, there were so many thoughts going on in my head <laughs> that i was just like what um so yeah so those those have been my moments um, I do want to take a second, though. Um, <clears throat> I do want to acknowledge, first off, all of our previous hosts uh, that have been audition days. Um, Mark J. Freeman and Peter Ramos, who started this show with me, uh, James Lott Jr., uh, Matthew Evan Payne, uh, Chelsea Overrocker, right. Tammy Govea, Michael Mattis. Um, Araceli and now Justin. Um, thank you guys for all of your contributions uh, to Dish and Days. Um, the engineers at Afterbus TV who, who put up with all the bells and whistles of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, I think people don't realize, uh, I'm, I'm going to have a serious moment, I guess, because I have to kind of address why I was so passionate when I was talking to Patrick TV. Um, a lot of people don't realize um, how difficult it can be sometimes to put this show together every week. Um, from, I mean, from, from the past six years, there are a lot of things behind the scenes that people may or may not know about. Um, a lot of the ups and downs and things that have happened with this show. Um, but we continue to do our best to come and bring this show to you all and create a space where Days of Our Lives fans and so fans can come and uh, talk about the show and give their opinions in a very respectful way and things like that. Uh, we do our best to bring in guests so that they can talk about the show. Um, and there's there's so much that goes into this um, that that people aren't fully aware of. so, if I come across as passionate, sometimes it's it's because um, I know the work that goes into this, and I just want people to appreciate it. Um, and when people make accusations, it kind of makes me upset. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm very excited and very happy that we have been doing this for six years. This is like the longest running podcast I've been a part of, and you know it's uh, it's been a very fun podcast to be a part of, and I'm just uh, I'm honestly just very thankful um, to have this podcast and to also have earned the respect from not only co-hosts but also um, a lot of the actors and people over at Days of Our Lives who watch the show and. I'm always very surprised at who tunes into our show. You know, Eric Martzoff told me that he tunes in because he was fully aware of the Brady voice that Michael Mattis uh, (laughs) has It was
2: the Eric voice, not the Brady Um, voice.
1: uh, Oh, the Eric voice, yes. It was the Um, Eric voice,
2: but not the uh, Eric Martzoff voice.
1: Yes. Um, You know, uh, uh, some crew members uh, from days, you know, have messaged me and and said that they enjoy the show and hear how we break it down and everything like that um a lot of the fans just you know truly appreciate um them having a place to to come here every sunday so i'm just very 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 thankful i'm very shocked that it has been six years um there were many times where I thought this show was going to get shut down. We are not going to be able to have people on our show anymore. Um, there were many a times where I got in trouble <laughs> for Tony shenanigans, but um, <laughs> but we're we're still here and we're still bringing you the full dish every Sunday at four p.m. Pacific Standard Time. No, I'm sorry, three, 3 p.m. Pacific <laughs> time. Standard Time, six p.m. Eastern Time. So thank you guys um, for for hanging with us. I I truly truly appreciate it. So. Thank you thank you thank you
3: and if i can speak uh to uh for justin and myself thank you tony and michael for bringing us on bringing us in this past year thank you for
2: coming yeah yeah (laughs) we're
3: we're very appreciative of the opportunity we get to interact with the fans with ron and the cast and you know people don't realize you know people have very interesting conceptions about what like Hollywood is yeah. and yeah. what this industry is. Mm-hmm. When you break it down, it is it is a very, it has to be a very cohesive environment based on relationships, based on trust and respect that you earn with people as you go through time and through the years. Yeah. Um. So any opportunity that you get to connect with People whose work you appreciate and whose opinions you appreciate, you know, it's 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 a it. That's the mat. That is, I think, the true magic of this industry, and of soaps in particular, because soaps have been working on this the longest.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank you both for keeping the ship going for us to join it when we did. I'm sure you know there's been hard times as you have talked about, and some that we know personally, but. For yeah. keeping going, I'm, you both have other interests, other talents. And I know you could have, if this show went off the air or went by the wayside, you could have put that focus into other things. And the fact mm-hmm. that you stuck with it is really appreciated. And as a fan, I thank you. As now, thank you both for being going and making it. Through it. And thank I think you. definitely the fans definitely
1: appreciate it. And yeah. Well, we uh, appreciate you guys. We appreciate all the hosts who have come in and and lent their talents. And quite honestly, like, you know, and I've said this uh, to James Lott Jr. in our our candid talks, and I think maybe to Michael and some other people, um, but I I really, truly, honestly started this show um, for the fans and uh, as a place to come and talk about a soap opera, you know, it was a very niche um medium to like, you know, have at Afterbuzz. And Afterbuzz didn't did not have any other after shows for dedicated to soaps. Um and because I had a love for Days of Our Lives for so long since I was 14 and because I knew so many of the cast and everything like that, I thought this show would be easy to start. <laughs> I will save all other stories for my memoir. <laughs> Entitled "You Tried It" by Tony Moore. <laughs>
3: that's a good title.
1: Yes. Um, so I thought, anyway. I thought it
2: was going to be called Terrence, a memoir. <clears throat>
1: no, that's that's volume two. Yeah, <laughs> that's volume two. Um, and and you know, and speaking and uh, you know someone uh, someone put as one of their favorite moments is how I always interject myself onto the show. I mean, if you don't know by now, like this, my dream is to be on Days just one line is all i want i've been i've been working hard at this like somebody please just give me one line it can just be stop it can just be hi it could be can i help you something i i watched this show and i'm just like you know what i could have did that anyway i won't go on a tangent of that terrence will i i haven't given up on terrence i know you guys haven't either but terrence will one day happen so There's that. Thank you everyone for six years. Thank you, Justin Arizelli and Michael uh, for all of your hard work. Um, And also thank you to all of the other hosts, James Lock Jr., Mark J. Freeman, Peter Ramos, Chelsea Overwalker, Tammy Govea, Matthew Evan Payne, and all of our guest Mm -hmm. hosts um, that would come in, um, uh, Dave, uh, James, James, there was another James, James Lee. Um, Thank you all for coming on. Thank you to all the actors for coming on. Just thank you guys for keeping this going for for six years. We appreciate it. Um, And that is it because I have to check this text, this text message from my mom who, um, who, saw my rent and said, you go boy. And then said, well, damn. So um, I have to call her. Um, so thank you guys once again. Uh, thank you for tuning in every mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, happy Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, before we head out, <laughs> Justin, tell the kind, well, no, I'm sorry, Michael Mattis, tell the kind <laughs> folks where they can find you.
2: You can find me on, on Instagram and Twitter at ML Mattis. Justin.
4: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Lee Harold. Sally.
2: You can
3: find me on Twitter at tia323rcelli, and it's almost halftime.
1: Oh, perfect. Ooh, perfect perfect. perfect end. And you guys can find all of us at Dish and Days on Facebook yes. and Instagram and underscore Dish and Days on the Twitter. I may or may not go live on Dish and Days tomorrow to celebrate our six-year anniversary, so be on the lookout for that. <laughs> and you can find little Little chocolate me at Lounger with Tony on all social media platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to everything Dish and Days, and we'll be back next week for another full dish. Of this week's episodes, of next week's episodes of NBC's number one hit soap opera, Days of Our Lives. Happy Sixth Anniversary Edition Days. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. You know what I just realized? I said bye and I was the one that's supposed to end it. So
3: (laughs) bye everybody.
4: (laughs) Bye everyone. Bye.